All right. So I've heard this a bunch of times and I'm, I'm sure you've heard it a lot too. It goes, it goes something like this. You can't judge me. Who are you to judge? Don't judge me. Only God can judge me. You, you've heard that, right? Maybe, maybe you've even said that at some point. Well, that type of response is what people use when someone starts pointing out something in their life that may be wrong or, or bad. And, and, and people use that kind of a response, don't judge me. When somebody starts telling them the truth about a certain area in their life and it starts making them feel <laughs> a little uncomfortable. So what people do, what we do, what you do, what I do is that we say something like that. Don't judge me. Who are you to judge? Because we're trying to give somebody the hint that we want them to stop, right? We know they're telling the truth, but it makes us feel uncomfortable. So we use that kind of a response in order to push them away a little bit. And, and it works. It works because nobody wants to be labeled as a judgmental person. We're, we're all afraid of being called judgmental. And so when somebody says something like that, don't judge me, who are you to judge? Typically, we, we back off. Anybody backs off. And so here's the question I want to deal with in this episode of the Christian Bro Code podcast. Is it okay for a Christian bro to judge others? And before we jump into the episode, let me give you the short answer to that question. Yes, it's okay for a Christian bro to judge others except when it's not okay for a Christian bro to judge others. <laughs> what do you think of that answer? Yeah, right? All right, bro. Let's get started. You're listening to the Christian Bro Code Podcast, a discipleship podcast for men dedicated to adding value to your spiritual growth with your host, Mario Escobedo. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, bro? Welcome to the Christian Bro Code Podcast. This is episode number 10. And this is the Men's Discipleship Podcast dedicated to adding value to your spiritual growth. I am your host, Mario Escobedo. And like I say, I am dedicated through this podcast. I'm dedicated to adding value to your spiritual growth. What I want to see happen in your life as a result of listening to this spiritual uh, growth podcast and by adding value to your spiritual growth is that I would like to see you take a step from where you are to where you feel God wants you to be. And, and I think this podcast can help you take a step in that direction. So again, the question that we're dealing with in this episode of the Christian Bro Code podcast, is it okay for a Christian bro to judge others? And the short answer, I don't know what you thought of my short answer. Uh, maybe you thought I'm trying to flip-flop or skirt around the issue or trying to be politically correct, but I, I'm going to stick to that answer that I gave you at the top of the episode. And, I, and I'm going to flesh that out in this episode the answer to the question, is it okay for a Christian bro to judge others, is yes, it's okay for a Christian bro to judge others, except when it's not okay for a Christian bro to judge others. Now, typically when people uh, start getting offended or they start feeling uncomfortable because someone is telling them something and they, they want them to back off, if they know any level of the Bible or if they've heard anything at all about the Bible, they'll immediately quote the words of Jesus where he says, don't judge. And indeed, Jesus does say, don't judge. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, there's a whole teaching that Jesus develops around the issue of judging and judging others in particular. And so most of the time, people will immediately go to chapter 7, verse 1 of the book of Matthew, and it also appears in Mark and in Luke but they'll go there and they'll say, ah, Jesus said, don't be judged. Yeah, yeah, but read the rest of that. 
read the rest of that passage. Very conveniently, people will just kind of stop right there at the don't judge, but it does go on to say, or you too will be judged. So Jesus, and as I read that passage, I don't see Jesus laying out a blanket prohibition against judging. He's just saying, realize what kind of situation you're getting into when you start judging. You're opening yourself up for judgment as well. And so if you're willing to do that, then have at it. Go for it. Knock yourself out. And Jesus also goes on to say in verse 2, the same way you judge others, you're going to be judged. So again, he I don't read Jesus in that verse, in that passage saying, you should never, ever judge. And I'm going to, I'm going to get to a, a, a por- another p- passage of Scripture where it's absolutely clear that we should be judging others except when we shouldn't. But it's interesting to me what Jesus says in verse 2 of chapter 7 where he says, in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. Essentially, what I think Jesus is doing is that he is warning us against hypocritical judging or a type of judging that condemns others unjustly. That's what Jesus is warning against. He's not laying out this blanket prohibition against judging others. No, that's not what's happening. It's be careful how you judge. Don't be hypocritical and don't condemn others. And I have a real life situation that I think illustrates this point that Jesus is making here. This happened several years ago. We, as, as you probably know, we have uh, three daughters. And when my two older daughters, they're, they're teenagers now, but this, this was a few, a few years back when they were preteens and still kids. But I was in the kitchen of my house and uh, something happened. I, I don't know. Daughter A did something to daughter B, okay? And so daughter B comes running into the kitchen and says, Daddy, 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 look what she did to me. And, and she just starts explaining almost in tears what it is that her sister had done to her. And so I'm listening and, and she's clearly you know distraught. She's upset by what had happened. And so after I heard her, I said, wow, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty bad. And she says, Daddy, you need to punish her. I said, whoa, okay. So then so then I just kind of flipped the tables a little bit, and I said, all right, what do you think I should do to your sister? How should I punish your sister? I, I just, I gave her the opportunity. <laughs> I gave her the opportunity to decide on the punishment for her sister. Now, if you have siblings or if you have kids and they have siblings, you have more than one kid, you know that there's no greater satisfaction on this earth than seeing your sibling in trouble. And if you had some part in getting them in trouble, like your year is made, like you've had the best year ever. And so here I was giving my daughter the opportunity, not just to get her sister in trouble, but to decide on the punishment for her sister what could be better? And I could just see the gears in her little mind turning, her eyes open wide up, and there's this little maniacal grin on her face. And she I, I, she didn't do it, but I could practically see her rubbing her hands together, just wondering what she was going to do to punish her sister. And after thinking about it for a little bit, she starts telling me, okay, daddy, here's what you have to do. You have to take away this from her and you have to, you don't let her do this. And then you do. And then, and she just goes on and on and on about how I should punish her sister for what her sister did to her. And so I'm listening and I'm, okay. All right. Okay. You know, and let me understand that this is what you, is it what you're saying? Really? Is this what you want? Okay. And, and I just let her go on. And she was like, man, she was, she was loving it. And so then all, after all of that, I said, all right, Okay, you know what? I'm going to do all of that to your sister. Everything you said, right down to the last detail, I'm going to do it. But here's what's going to happen. You're telling me that 
that is the correct punishment for that kind of behavior. So, in the future, when you act that way towards your little sister, everything you said that I should do to her, I'm going to do to you. That's the way I'm going to punish you. Because you just told me that because she acted that way, that's the type of punishment she deserves. So when you act that way towards her, you've just told me what is the correct kind of punishment that you should get when you act that way towards your sister. And and, and she just kind of looked at me like, you dirty, rotten little, you tricked me. And I said, now, what do you want me to do to your sister? And she just turned around and ran out of the room. I think it's that type of idea that Jesus is, is trying to communicate to us. That if you're going to judge others, just understand that the measure that you use to judge others, you're telling God, this is the appropriate, this is the correct measure that you should use for punishing this kind of behavior. And if that's what I'm command, uh, demanding for somebody else, then I'm saying that that's okay for punishing me as well when I engage in that type of behavior. So what Jesus is doing, what's he doing? He's warning us against hypocritical judgment or judgment that condemns others and squashes them. And I, I see Jesus, in a sense, warning us not to judge in such a way that looks as if we're trying to take the place of God. That, that in itself is just wrong all over the place. And so Jesus, in this passage of judging, he doesn't stop when he says, don't judge. That's not the end of the teaching. It goes on, and he admonishes us. He warns us against hypocritical judgment, a judgment that condemns and a judgment that looks as if you're trying to take the place of God when you're judging others. That Jesus is totally against. But I don't think the scriptures would teach us that that we shouldn't judge at, at all. In fact, I know that for a fact that scripture teaches us that we should judge others except those who we shouldn't judge. And let me tell you what I mean. I'm going to jump out of the Gospels and I want to take you over to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. Now, this is a, a writing by the Apostle Paul. He's writing to the Corinthians. They're going through some stuff. They've got a whole bunch of issues that they're working through. They're, they're, they're brand new Christians. Basically, anybody in the New Testament is a brand new Christian. And so they're still trying to work out what this Christianity stuff should look like and, and what it should be like and what Christians should do and shouldn't do and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But by this point, the Corinthians already have a pretty good, or at least should have a pretty good idea of what's expected of them as Christians. And so this situation comes up in the Corinthian church, and in chapter 5, Paul has to address that situation. What's the situation? Here it is in a nutshell. There was sexual immorality taking place. And 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 Paul says in verse 1, there's sexual immorality. I've, I found out there's sexual immorality among you. And then here's the kicker. Paul says, and it's of a kind that not even pagans tolerate. Now that that would have been, that's a low blow, but I mean, Paul was just calling it as he saw it, right? What was the specific type of sexual immorality Paul was talking about? Here's what he says in verse 1, a man is sleeping with his father's wife. Now, what the exact scenario was, we don't know, but this is biological wife, meaning meaning the man's mother. Was this a second wife? Was We, we don't know, but whatever it was, it was wrong. It, it was wrong for this bro to be sleeping with his father's wife. And Paul is saying, I found out about this. And not even the pagans, not even those who are not Christ followers, 
think that this is all right. There's a man in your congregation, a man in your community, and he is sleeping with his father's wife. And then very interestingly, Paul says in verse two, and and you're proud of this. You're proud about this. Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? So Paul is saying, instead of dealing with this sin, you've embraced it, you've accepted it. Instead of kicking this guy out of the congregation, you're, you're embracing him. And then look at what Paul says in verse 3. For my part, even though I'm not physically present, I'm with you in spirit. And as one who is present with you in this way, look at, listen very carefully to what Paul says in the second half of verse 3. I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus, on the one who has been doing this. But what about Jesus' words about don't judge? Again, take those words in the entirety of the context in which they appear. Jesus was not saying don't judge, and that's the end of it. No, don't judge in a way that is hypocritical. Don't judge in a way that makes you take the place of God or condemns others unjustly. Here, Paul very clearly says, I'm not with you, but I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord on this guy. Now, and then it gets, it gets harsher. Paul doesn't hold back. And, and he, sa- he says this in verse 5, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. And maybe, maybe his spirit will be saved on the day of the Lord. Maybe by handing him over to Satan, that will kind of make him wake up and realize the sin that he's committing and the wrong that he is doing, and and that'll restore him. That'll cause him to come back to the Lord and correct his ways. But, But come back to what Paul is saying. I'm not with you, but I've already passed judgment on this guy. Yeah, Paul judged. And then, and then in verse six, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6, your boasting is no good. He tells the Corinthians, your boasting is no good. And, I, you know, it took me a while to kind of wrap my mind around what he meant there. But I think when Paul says your boasting is no good, when, you, when he tells the Corinthians, your boasting is no good, I think he's saying this, you're trying to be really nice. And, and, and you're, you're trying to demonstrate that, oh, no, no, we're, we're people of grace. We're not people of the law. We're people of grace. And Jesus forgives and Jesus doesn't condemn. And Jesus and, and they were boasting in that regard that, hey, this guy is still part of us. And Paul is saying, no, your boasting is not good because you're tolerating sin, because this guy isn't unrepentant, because this guy is making no effort whatsoever to correct his sin, to correct his ways. He's continuing to do it. You're accepting it. And you're 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 promoting it as if it's something that you're boasting about it because you think you're doing the right thing. You think you're being full of grace and you're not being judgmental and da-da-da and all this and yada-yada-yada. And Paul is saying, no, that's wrong. Stop doing that. You need to get this guy out of here. Why? And then Paul, Paul keeps saying in verse 6, gives us the reason why this boasting isn't any good. He says, don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch as you really are. So Paul is saying, You've permitted this little bit of sinfulness to abide in your congregation, and that's going to be your destruction. That little bit of yeast, that little bit of sinfulness that you are tolerating and even are proud about, that little bit of yeast, it's going to bring the entire congregation down. It's not just going to destroy that individual guy, that individual bro who's engaging in the sin. It's going to bring down the entire congregation. Don't boast about that stuff. And then later on in in verse 9, 
and and Paul begins to clarify some things. And here's here's where we're going to see that yeah, it's okay to to judge others, except when it's not okay to judge others. This is going to clarify it right here. Look at verse nine. Well, you probably can't look at it. If you're driving, don't look at it. But listen to what Paul says in verse 9. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. But look at this. Not at all. Don't don't get me wrong. Not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindlers and idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. So Paul is saying, when I tell you to leave the sexually immoral, I'm not telling you to no longer associate with the non-believers, with the non-Christ followers who are sexually immoral or greedy or just immoral in general. If that were the case, I mean, where would you go? Where could you go if you were to cut off all ties with people who are like this, but they're unbelievers? You, You couldn't go anywhere. But this is what Paul says. I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims who to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or a slanderer or a drunkard or a swindler. Don't even eat with these people. So notice, notice very carefully what Paul is saying. He's saying, if you've got a neighbor and that neighbor is not a follower of Jesus. They have not given their life over to Jesus. And they're sexually immoral, and they're greedy, and they're idolaters, and they're drunkards, and etc. I'm not telling you to stop associating with them. No. And, and even Paul, even though Paul doesn't say this, I think he's saying because then you don't have an opportunity to be an effective witness for Christ to those individuals. What Paul is saying is this, what I'm telling you is those people who do claim to be Christ followers, those people who do claim to be brothers and sisters and have given their lives over to the Lord, he is their their Savior, he is their Lord, those people who continue to engage in that kind of immoral behavior, greediness, idolatry, swindling, drunkenness, all, and they claim to be Christians, those are the kinds of people that you should not be associating with. And then here's where Paul in verse 12 makes it very clear, who should we judge and whom should we not judge? Very clear. Answering the question, is it okay for a Christian bro to judge others? And that that I, I, I said, yes, it's okay for a Christian bro to judge others, except when it's not. Paul answers that. Here is the scripture that answers that question, and and here's really where I'm, I'm taking this entire teaching from, from this verse right here, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12. Look at what Paul says. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Get that. Understand that. Because what Paul is saying is, I have no right whatsoever to judge the non-believers. I have no right to judge those outside the church, those who have not given their lives over to Christ. It's right there, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? And, and I think that as, as followers of Christ, as Christian bros, we've, we pick the easy targets. We, we pick the low-hanging fruit. We go after those people who are non-believers, and we condemn them, and we judge them, and we send them to hell. And Paul here is saying, why in the world do you think you have any kind of right to judge the unbelievers? Don't, don't, don't judge them. Why are you judging them? And then, and then in that same verse, Paul says, are you not to judge those inside? That, that, that's clearly what Paul is saying, and that's what he's been talking about in this whole passage with this sexually immoral bro. He, he, look, my job isn't to judge the unbelievers. My job, 
our job as Christians is to judge those who are inside the church. And then he says in verse 13, God will judge those outside. It's it's God's job. It's God's responsibility to judge the non-believer, not us as believers. It's not our job to go out and judge the unbelievers. That's not what we're supposed to do. We judge those who are already part of the faith, those who are already part of the, of, of the body of Christ. This is why I'm saying, is it okay for a Christian bro to judge others? Yes, if, if the person you're judging is already a believer, is already a person who is part of the body of Christ. If it's somebody who is not a believer, somebody who is not a, a part of the body of Christ, we have no basis whatsoever to judge. In fact, Paul very clearly states, it's none of our business to judge them. And, and that, that sounds counterintuitive. But what is our responsibility to the non-believer? It's not to judge. It's to demonstrate the love of Christ. <laughs> that, there it is. I, I mean, how much more clear to, could it be for us? For those who are non-believers, for those who have not yet surrendered their life to Christ, our job is not to judge them, condemn them, point out all their sins, and send them to hell. Our job is to demonstrate compassion, love, mercy, grace, exactly what Jesus would have done had he been here right now in front of them. But for those who are inside, so to speak, the insiders, those who are part of the congregation, those who are part of the body of Christ, Paul says, the, we need to judge each other. We need to maintain each other accountable. It's still not a hypocritical type of judgment. It's not a judgment that condemns, and it's not a judgment that tries to take the place of God. No, no, no. Paul isn't saying that. He's not saying, just go around and judge like crazy. Judge what, do whatever you want. and judge. No, 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 no. There are still some parameters and some guidelines that Paul follows when he says, judge those who are inside. Now, look, this, this, it just makes sense to me that, that there's no reason why we as Christ followers should be judging those who are outside the church. Look, if, if I, uh, let me give you this example. If, if I pick up a, an orange, right? I pick up an orange and I start peeling the orange and I, I take a bite of the orange and I say, this is the worst tasting orange I've ever tasted because it's not crunchy because it's not red, because, because it's not an apple. That, that's why this is the worst tasting orange I've ever had, because it doesn't taste like an apple. Well, obviously I can't judge the taste of an orange if I'm using the qualities and characteristics of an apple. It's, it's the same thing. You can't judge a non-believer using the standards of those of us who are believers. They're not there. They haven't given their life to Christ. Of course, they're not going to be living a sanctified life as we would, uh, as we would judge it, because we, we're trying our best to live according to the, the principles and the standards and the morals of Scripture. They're not. And so for us to try to judge them <laughs> according to Scripture, it makes absolutely no sense. They've not decided to live according to Scripture. They haven't decided to follow Christ, why in the world would we judge them against Christian standards if they're not Christians, if they're not believers? That's what Paul is saying. And so again, I'll go back to this. Our job is not to judge the unbeliever. Our job is to demonstrate Christ to the unbeliever. And then within our community, we hold ourselves accountable to each other. And so to, to, to begin to wrap up this entire discussion of, of judging, let me give you some guidelines for judging others. Okay, and and I, I think I, I think this is solid. 
this is definitely biblical. I'm taking these guidelines both from Jesus's teaching in, in Matthew chapter 7 and Paul's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Here are some guidelines. Just I'm just going to throw them out at you. Guideline number one, I already said it, you don't judge unbelievers. You don't judge unbelievers. Not even Jesus did that. Yeah, note that. Just search through the Gospels. Look for a time where Jesus judged those who are sinning. And I'll point you to the woman at the well in the book of John, where Jesus knew that she had already had, oh, you know, tons of husbands, and the man she was currently living with was not even her husband. Did Jesus judge her? No, he didn't. The, the woman caught in adultery, also in the book of John. The woman caught in adultery. When they dragged her out, probably half naked, brought her in front of Jesus and said, we just caught this woman red-handed in the act of adultery, and they were ready to stone her. What did Jesus do? Did he judge her? No. No, he didn't. In fact, he asked her, where are those who have condemned you? And she says, there's nobody here. She says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He didn't judge her. Now, <laughs> Jesus did do a lot of judging. But if you search through the Gospels, you'll notice that Jesus never judged those that we would think needed judging. The, the, the guy who was demon-possessed and lived out in the tombs and was you know, they tried to subdue him with chains and ropes and he couldn't do it, he would cut himself on the rocks. When Jesus came, he didn't judge him. He, didn't, he, he cast out the demons. He restored him. Anyone who was sick, demon-possessed, Jesus never judged any of them. He just he did the work. Whom did Jesus judge? the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the Sadducees, the teachers of the law, the quote-unquote um, the quote-unquote believers are the ones who Jesus judged, and he judged them harshly. Serpents, right? Brood of vipers, whitewashed tombs. Those are judgmental words, aren't they? But notice to whom he's directing those words, to the quote-unquote believers. And those who needed mercy, compassion, love, grace, healing, Jesus never judged any one of them. So, we follow that example, and very clearly the words of Paul as well, we don't judge unbelievers. Another guideline, we judge only those who are part of our community of believers. So in my opinion, even though, yeah, we're one big community of, of believers globally, right? We're all one body of Christ. There's just no way that we know everything that's going on in each individual community of believers. There's just no way. I don't know what's going on in the church down the street. So in my opinion, I shouldn't be judging the people from the church down the street. Unless they're doing a blatant sin, and I'll get to that in a little bit, I, I'm going to leave the judging of that brother in that congregation to that congregation to that community of believers. Why? Because they've been living with him, because they've, they know the struggles that he's going through, because they know his life. They know this, they know it's a, so I can step into a situation and think I know everything I need to know to pass judgment. And I really don't. So I'm going to leave judgment to the people to whom that person belongs to that community of believers. And, and I think that's just sound judgment for any one of us. But that also implies that we as individuals we have to allow ourselves to be judged by. We need to be accountable to the people in our community of believers and allow them to point out things to us, not get offended and say, you can't judge me because that, that's not biblical. Yes, they can judge you. Paul tells us they can judge you. So judge only those who are part of your community of believers. Definitely, guideline number three, definitely, we do judge believers who are living in sin. And that's exactly what Paul did in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. This brother was living in sin. 
So yes, we have the authority, the biblical authority to judge other believers. Notice that believers, not non-believers. We have the authority to judge believers who are living in sin. I think we have the authority, another guideline, number four, we have the authority to judge unrepentant behavior. And that's very similar, if not identical, to judging those who are living in sin. We do have the authority, provided that those individuals are part of our community of believers, that's my opinion, we do have the authority to judge unrepentant behavior. And the final guideline, guideline number five, I'm sure we could keep going on and on with these guidelines for judging, but we can't judge, believer or not, whether the person is a believer or not, we cannot judge whether someone is going to heaven or not. That Only, jo- only God is the judge of that. He is the ultimate judge of that, who's going to heaven and who is not. I think we can judge all those other things, but we cannot say, you're not going to heaven, brother. Sister, you're not going to heaven. That type of judgment, that usurps, so that takes the place of God. It's an attempt to take the place of God, and God doesn't tolerate that. So we do not judge whether someone is going to heaven or not. So let me quickly go over those guidelines for judging again, and I'm I'm basing them on Matthew chapter 7 and 1 Corinthians chapter 5. We don't judge unbelievers, because not even Jesus did that. Judge only those who are part of your community of believers. Yes, judge those who are living in sin, believers who are living in sin. We judge unrepentant behavior, but we cannot judge, we will not judge whether someone is going to heaven or not. And all of this, just a major key for all of this, when it comes to judging, community is the key. Your community of faith, the community to which you belong, that is the key for judging and for being judged. And there have been several times when people have come to my church, I'm, I'm a pastor, and, and brand new people come to our church for the very first time, or people who are just visiting, they're passing by, they have no intention whatsoever of, of staying at our church. And then we get a call the next day saying, well, I don't like what you did at your church, and, and why did you do that? And, and honestly, honestly, when I find out that these people are either first-time visitors or they're just visiting because they were passing by, you know, they were in town for a weekend, I got to tell you, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to that. But... When I hear one of my top leaders say, Pastor, I think we should reconsider why we did this, or Pastor, why, why did you do that? Oh boy, my eyes, perk, my, my eyes, my ears perk up and I listen because they're part of my community and I've made the decision to be accountable to them. So there are some keys. And again, the question, is it okay for a Christian bro to judge others? Yes. Yes, it's okay for a Christian bro to judge others except when it's not okay for a Christian bro to judge others. All right, bro, that's it for this episode, and I hope this added value to your spiritual growth. If it did, would you share this podcast on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on wherever? Share it with other bros. That way they have the opportunity to have some spiritual growth added to, some spiritual value added to their spiritual growth, that they can take a step from where they are to where God wants them to be. Just share this podcast with others. Also, join the conversation, the Christian Bro Code conversation. You can do that by going to my website, marioescobedo.com, and clicking on the button that says click here to join the conversation. That gives you access to the Christian Bro Code Facebook group. And we do some different things in there. The other day... 
I did a, a, a shaving tutorial. Yeah, just shaving, nothing spiritual. Just did something on shaving. But there'll be times that I'll do Facebook live sessions and uh, just talk about stuff that, that's for bros. It's a closed group, so it's not, if you post something in there, it's not gonna show up on your public feed, nothing like that, but join the conversation. Also, join my mailing list. That way you're always up to date and you always get a notification whenever there's a new episode of the Christian Bro Code Podcast. You'll be notified immediately. And also, uh, this would really help me a lot. Please go over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast, but also, leave a rating you know three four five stars whatever you feel this is worth leave a rating also write a brief review hey this podcast is awesome or it could be better whatever i just need some honest reviews on there and the more people review the more people rate the podcast that makes it easier for other bros to find this podcast so hey do me that huge favor go to itunes or wherever you get this podcast from subscribe rate and review that way other bros can find this podcast. Hey, I've got some other great stuff coming up, some interviews perhaps down the road, and some more topics that I hope will add value to your spiritual growth. All right, bro. I'll catch you later.